0: Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live, another one of our little impromptu shows. Uh, I had some things I wanted to talk about, um, and but I'm going to get to it in a few minutes because I want to get a, at least try to get a few people on here with us. and You know, quite honestly, I'd love to hear some... Uh, different opinions than mine. So, you know, what is your arguments on on this subject that we're going to be talking about? So, but first off, just a couple of minutes ago, I got a package and I love opening packages on here. And I think I know what it is. Yep, it is some boxes of lures, I'm thinking. Patrick had his new lures coming out. And he told me he would send me something the flying popper let me hide my name off there so new uh ocean born band of anglers that is the flying popper um and also quickly there's a few boxes it looks like each box has one style One style, oh no that doesn't, they have different colors as well. Uh, We have the flying pencil. And another flying popper. So a whole bunch of different colors and sizes and floating. um, Those are definitely going to be coming in handy on some of my upcoming trips. Not only kayak fishing, but here locally we've got some tuna showing up. So having something like these beautiful lures, another flying popper, uh, to throw at the local tuna. Very cool. Um, I'll be testing these and I'll give you guys all a report when I get a chance. Just um, like that and another flying pencil again some of these are, are different weights weights is weights um SLD, super long distance so um you know he sets them up in different weights for different cat he, his thing really is a lot about castability really getting that lure long distance so very cool um Ulf, how are you, man? Yeah, someone said tuna. So, you know, you got to come out in September like we talked about and we'll, we'll go chase some more tuna. Um, I'm going to back up. Uh, Martin, no. <laughs> Although a couple of you guys won some of these lures when we had him on. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought that was a, one of our best shows. Really fun. You guys are so passionate about fishing. Um, TJ, hey, hey. Um, thumbs up. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that we have people from all over. Um, it, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, anyone seeing the show? Are you guys not seeing me? <laughs> uh, hey, Sean, how are you? Uh, I know you won uh, a lure from Patrick on our last show. Um, Paulo, Kayak Fishing, how you doing? Uh, Eaglets, how are you, man? I'm going to see you very soon in Sweden. Chris Funk, how you doing? I uh, Glad you could join me here. I asked some of our um, kayak, Jackson Kayak teammates to join us for this one. Um, oh, Chris, you got a shelter hat as well. That's very cool. Um, like I said, I, I wore one. I gave it a test drive the other day. The first time I wore it all day while kayak fishing. And again, it's just... They're so light and comfortable. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, Kill switches are law. Why not PFDs? Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, Chris, how are you? Ismail, how are you? Andrew, it's great to see so many of our regulars show up for these. Um, I really do appreciate it. And again, you know, the reason I I really... just decided to do this one today. Uh, was you know, of course, if you saw the post um, from yesterday, unnecessarily another kayak angler died, um, and they're they're so unnecessary. Um, I did some searches through. Um, I, I was looking for some statistics on on um, kayaker deaths. And, you know, one of them basically showed that, you know, 99, I wouldn't say 99, but like 90% of the people who did die were not wearing a PFD. Um, It also showed that over the years, now the the, the statistics I saw went to 2016. um, But over the years, there's an increase in uh, kayaker. They kind of loop paddlers together. So some is, is canoers. Uh, but there is an increase in, in deaths among, in the paddle sports industry. And that's just sad. Um, and I mean, for, for an industry that, that I really love and, um, I personally feel is a very, very safe sport. Um, as I generally say is I think kayak fishing is safe. I think, uh, kayakers often are not, um, You know, people should not die doing this sport. Um, More often than not, it is not wearing a PFD. It's uh, getting into conditions that are above their skill level, Um, not knowing basic skills. Um, You know, falling off your kayak and not knowing how to get back in is inexcusable, uh, in my opinion. But I've seen it many times. I've had to rescue people. Um, Dave, you say no audio, no video. Um, I'm not sure what the issue is. Uh, Can I get a thumbs up if other people are are actually hearing me and seeing me? Because uh, as far as I know, I mean, I could bring up my my phone and double check that I'm on. Um, That's not too difficult to do. I think... Pause. <laughs> well, I see myself on there. It does seem to be frozen. Um Dave, you're seeing me loud and clear. My wife says she sees me just fine. So uh maybe for some people it's frozen. I, I apologize for that. Um but if nothing else, always remember you can come back and watch these later. Uh, you can, we always, uh, for these things, many of them we will put over on YouTube and then also transfer transfer them over to an mp3 for our podcast. So if you just want to listen to it. Uh, but yeah, most people are saying they can see us loud and clear. Hey, Charles, how you doing, man? Um, Tim, everybody, uh, again, I appreciate you uh, coming here. Hey, Shane, um, I'm glad you could join us as a new kayaker. Um, so like I said, you know, not knowing the basic skills, how to do uh, self rescues, you know, things like that are so key, uh, knowing when the right day to go out. I mean, there's always another day to go. Um, you know, and I've, I've told people many times that, you know, I pulled up to the beach during a wide open yellowtail bite and you know, everybody had to go out, but the wind was blowing like 20 miles an hour at four o'clock in the morning generally speaking, it's only going to get worse. Uh, I decided to go out to breakfast instead. And then I hear later that five guys had to be rescued. It's just, you know, common sense. Uh, You know, I I tell people all the time, it's like the most important thing you can bring with you out on your kayak is common sense. And sometimes that means not going out. Um, Is that because Jim, is that because there are more doing the sport now, I think death rate is probably very low compared to other water sports. Yeah. Deaths actually on, on power boats is higher than paddling. Um, and I, I do think it is a higher death rate now because it is a higher participation. There's a, definitely a lot more kayak anglers on the water than when I started, you know, back then there was me and a couple of guys. Uh, now, you know, you can launch at four o'clock in the morning and launch with 30 other guys in La Jolla if there's a, a good bite going on. So... Um, Yeah, definitely an increase, but the same thing holds true in pretty much all those deaths. It's most of the time people are not wearing a PFD. And to me, there's really no excuse not to wear one. And like I said, I'd love to hear people's arguments. If they want to argue with me on why they they think they shouldn't have to wear one, let's hear it, you know? Um, but I mean, the, 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 the argument that they're too hot or uncomfortable, to me just doesn't hold water because I mean, I have kayak fished all over the world in some of the hottest conditions and I still wear my PFD. Um, The PFDs now are so comfortable. If you get a good PFD and and try some on and make sure you get one that's comfortable, there's, there's no reason not to wear it. You know, like I said, I mean, there's the PFD that I wear. My favorite PFD is the Kokatat CO2. It is a hybrid PFD, so it ha- it's an inflatable, but it has inherent flotation. So basically, if I'm to go in the water, it has flotation. If I need more flotation, I can either blow it up or pull the tab, and it will inflate. So it's much less volume and not nearly as bulky as a lot of the other fishing PFDs out there, and, and I find it very, very comfortable. Uh, Martin told me 130 in the summer here in Arizona wear it every day and not an inflatable. Yeah. See, I mean, just the pure inflatables, I'm not as much of a fan of, because again, if it fails with the one I wear that CO2, it has inherent flotation, but it, even an inflatable is better than nothing. You know, if you're just going to have the horse collar, if you're in that hot, hot climate and maybe you're in shallow water. Uh, maybe just that is going to be fine but something's better than nothing and there's just no excuse for not having it on as we always say it's very rare that they find a body wearing a pfd you know it's it's kind of like you know the sad thing if you read the article about the incident and I, and I feel for his family um but i mean people saw it happen and couldn't get to him you know, if he would have had the PFD on, you know, he would have stayed af- stayed afloat long enough for somebody to get to him. Um, the fact that the weather conditions turned to the point that they had to call off the search tells you that maybe that wasn't the best day to go. Uh, Justin, is it scheduled for you without inflating? I, I don't understand the question. Uh, if you If you're talking about my CO2 it will float me without inflating. I don't need it inflated at all. It's if it got really rough conditions, um, then maybe you'd want to inflate it. But it, it, like I said, it's so comfortable, much lower volume. Um, everybody has to find what is most comfortable for them. Exactly. Uh, you know, find the right one and then you will wear it. Don't go out there in a water ski vest and think that that's you know, going to be comfortable as a kayak fishing vest because those are generally very long in the body and uh, they have rib protection all the way around where a paddling PFD is more open on the sides. And so you have more uh, mobility while you're paddling and much more breathability. They're very high in the back so they don't interfere with your seat. And that's also another one. People always say, well, I don't like it interferes with my seat. The seat's adjustable adjust the seat back back a little bit and then it doesn't interfere with your seat. Um, Manuel from Sweden. Hey man, how are you? We're going to be in Sweden uh, in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, George, how are you doing? Um, but the, the argument you always hear is like, well, I'm a good swimmer. I'm, um, you know, I, I, I'm a waterman. I, I don't need it. Well, that doesn't hold water. You know, Um, if things can go wrong, you don't need a PFD for those days. Hey, I'm going to go out and diving off my kayak. You need the PFD for when things go wrong. Um, And I I point this one out all the time. If you just do a search on, um, on YouTube of kayak fishermen hit by boat, you will see a guy get hit by a boat. Uh, And it happened like that. Now, nothing went wrong. Nothing bad happened. Uh, other than like, he, I think he lost his paddle or something. Um, but it happened so quickly. If he had been hit in the head, um, if he had been injured and he didn't have a PFD on, he was going to be in trouble. Charles purchasing a PFD is as important as the purchase of a kayak itself. Very, very true. I actually had some clients. I, I do still guide a little bit and, um, I had a client who doesn't even have his own kayak bought his own PFD because he wanted to have one that was comfortable for him. So, you know, that is important, you know, um, how does the Coke CO2 breathe? It breathes just fine. I mean, good enough. Um, like I said, I wear it everywhere. Um, it's a very comfortable PFD. I mean, they're still only so big. Uh, I think one thing that people should consider is a lot of times they go out there with no shirts on and, and shorts in those hottest climates and they actually overheat because of exposure on their skin. That's why most of the time you'll see me out there. I do wear shorts a lot, but almost always wearing a long sleeve shirt. Um, uh, Harmony, if you have a medical emergency, you may not have the opportunity to swim. Exactly. You know, this guy yesterday for all we know, he may have had a medical emergency and gone in the water and not been able to swim or help himself, well, at least wearing in that PFD would have kept him afloat longer. And the same thing goes for hypothermia. You go in cold water. Well, you know, your legs and your arms don't work so well anymore in that cold water. At least the PFD is going to keep you afloat. So hopefully someone can come and help you. Uh, Sean Russell. So a couple of year, years ago, I took a series of classes to become a certified AMA paddle instructor. I highly advise paddlers to take at least a few paddle classes. Not only will it teach you rescue procedures, it will also teach you the basic skills of how to paddle making kayak fishing more enjoyable. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, learning pad- proper, proper paddling skills and all those proper safety skills and not only, um, safety skills for yourself, not only learning how to rescue yourself, but how about learning how to rescue someone else? You know, I do a, a surf safety and paddle skills class. And one of the things we teach people is how to rescue someone that's in the water, you know, because quite honestly I run into a lot of people who can't physically get themselves out of the water and back into their kayak because they never practice it. So if you know how to help your buddy who's in the water or a stranger who's in the water, um, you know, that's, that's just a great skill to have. Uh, Kenneth separation in the wind is most important when overboard, not coming back when you can't catch up to your kayak. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that should be your first instinct. If you go off your kayak is to grab the kayak. The last thing you want is that thing moving away from you. Um, and never go away from the kayak. Even if you've lost your paddle, don't go away from your paddle or from your kayak. Don't try to swim. Stay with that big thing that floats. Uh, what one, some people may not know one of the easiest ways to deal with that situation, though, is to actually lay down on your kayak and paddle it like a surfboard. Uh, a little bit difficult with some of the super wide, like those Hobie PAs, that might not be possible. But for many kayaks, it's very easy to do. You just lay down the center line of the boat and throw it in the paddle. Um, <clears throat> Daryl, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, see, Michael, people on shore heard the guy calling for help. A PFD would have saved the guy. Um, and that's not an uncommon story. You know, that's the thing is, these things happen fairly often, uh, way too often. Um, and, and, you know, or I'll be honest with you. I, I always tell people, it's like, you know, it's bad for my business. People dying kayak fishing makes people not wanna go kayak fishing. It scares them away from what really is a pretty safe sport. Martin, you're, uh, I'll I'll say a lousy paddler. That's why you you fish out of a Hobie. (laughs) Well, you know, that's actually pretty common. Um, peddling doesn't take any particularly skill on paddling, though not rocket science. There is a certain skill involved. Um, learned all about self and assisted rescues while getting my ACA certification. Yeah. I mean, like I said, self rescue, what i tell people is you have no business being in water that's more than knee deep if you don't know how to self-rescue and i've had experienced kayak anglers come fishing with me and fall off the kayak and not know how to get back in and they tell me they are experienced kayak anglers and they're not you know if you don't know how to do a self-rescue you shouldn't be out again. You should not be in water more than knee deep. And the people who say, well, I'm only fishing in the flats and shallow, um, in really shallow water. People dry, drown in that much water. And, you know, and I tell you what, if I fell in, in some of the shallow waters in Florida and Texas that I've been into, where you sink up to your neck in mud, I'd still want the PFD, you know. Uh, Michael, do you recommend adding more foam to your kayak? No, not necessarily. The kayaks are going to float um as long as you don't have like a catastrophic failure where you flip over with hatches open or something like that one thing i do recommend and i I did a video on it uh was having a handheld bilge pump always have a handheld bilge pump in your kayak um i mean that's a number one safety device uh whether it's to help yourself or to help somebody else um and also it's not a bad idea to take one of these little bilge pumps like i have here and just hook it up where you make it so you can hook it up to a battery with a hose on it. And you've got a, a battery operated bilge pump and you can just drop it in the hole and have it pump out because honestly pumping out a a, a tire kayak is rather fatiguing. So having something like that, like I said, you can look, look it up. I think it is on our YouTube channel, uh, Kayak Fishing Tales. Um, and you can see that video, how we, we did that. We actually did a race. The, the, the electric pump compared to the hand pump, the hand pump was actually faster but I was exhausted um, where the electric pump, obviously you could use it in conjunction with a hand pump and do it twice as fast. Um, Jim, I did a cam strap assisted rescue video a while back. that really helped with folks who have limited strength or mental abilities. I was able to use the method of special Olympic paddle event. Lots of good options. Yeah. A cam strap. Uh, there's a one that's called there's one that's a pre-packaged deal. Uh, I believe it's called the safety step um, and it hooks onto the handle of your kayak and it gives you something to put your foot in. So if you do have that limited upper body strength, having that loop of either whether it's cam strap or having that safety step, um, something like that to help you get back in. The main thing is, is if you go in the water, it it should be instinctual how to flip your kayak back over and be back in the boat you should not be in the water more than 30 seconds. I mean, literally if my kayak was upside down, I could flip it over and be back in the boat in less than 30 seconds. So, you know, like I said, it should just be, Oh, I'm in the water. Deal with it, deal with business, get back in the boat. Uh, and and this is particularly true when that water gets colder, because the longer you are in that cold water, the quicker you fatigue, everything. Uh, first thing I teach deep water entry. Yes. Good idea. Uh, like I said, that's something we do on every one of my classes. Uh, harmony. Yeah. The, the, if you're talking about the, the safety strap. Yeah. Or like, um, Chris, uh, was saying, um, you could do it with something as easy as you could make your own with a loop of rope that you always have attached to the handle of your kayak. And then maybe it sits under your seat. And then if you go in the water, you just pull it out and there it is. Um, you know, they're, they're very easy to make or to get one that's pre-manufactured. Um, and again, you know, whether it's to help you or to help somebody you come across, if you already have the skills, you know, have something like that. So maybe you can help somebody else. Um, <laughs> Martin, uh, if it's in salt water, I'm back in about 0.5 seconds before some toothy critter wants to taste me. <laughs> um, Ross, he's add, added pool noodles to his Hobie Angler. Um, you know, and again, that's, that's not a bad idea. I don't know that it's necessarily something you have to do. Uh, again, for the most part, the kayaks are going to float. Uh, I did come. I did have to rescue a guy in a pro angler. Um, I was probably a couple of years ago now, uh, who went out um, because the drain plugs on that kayak are at the rear and out of sight, out of mind. And he went out with his drain plugs open and flooded his entire kayak. And uh, he couldn't get back in because the boat was so flooded, it kept flipping back over. So I was able to get over to him, bilge out his kayak, and then get him back in his kayak. Um, Fun noodles, pool noodles would certainly help in that respect, just because they're going to take up some room inside the boat. But, um, you know, like I said, I'd love to hear somebody who really can... Uh, maybe they're afraid to come on here because everybody knows I'm the PFD guy. Um, But nobody wants to come in here and say, well, why they don't wear them. Now I did see on the, on the Texas forum, um, one of the guys brought up, you know, should this be mandated? Should it be a law that you have to wear a PFD while you're um, while you're kayaking? You know, who needs more laws? I don't want to see more laws but I don't want to see more people die either. Um, you know, they made seat belts a law and, you know, they save lives. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to see a kid uh, out on the water or someone out on a kayak with their kid and the kid doesn't have a PFD on. The other thing that gets me is I think, you know, a lot. there's a lot of kayak tournaments out there now, kayak fishing tournaments. A lot of the kayak fishing tournaments will do, you know, part of the rules is you must have a PFD. I would like to see the rules are that you must wear a PFD. That's how we did it in our tournaments. You always had to wear your PFD, um, but some of them out there, it just says, it, you know, cause that's the law. Uh, it says you must carry a PFD, but you know, as we saw with this guy in Texas, unfortunately they found his kayak and they found his PFD floating on the surface. Um, there was an incident, um, a couple of years ago, maybe last year, where two guys perished and their PFDs were strapped to the kayaks, you know. So the kayaks survived, but they didn't, you know. Um, and you know, I, I, do you need to use scare tactics? Do we do we have to do that? Do they need to have laws on it? Um, it it's all. It's all. I don't know. I think people need to make their own decisions, but you need to think about. Um, not to think about yourself, you know. Every, we all we like to think of ourselves as bulletproof, I know, particularly when we we're younger, but um, think about the people that you're leaving behind, you know, and that's the thing is think about your family, the people who are gonna suffer. Think about the people that you maybe you're putting in danger, like the lifeguards or coast guards who have to come out searching for you and recovering your body. You know, think about other people and no, don't just think about yourself. And, you know, in my opinion, and I've said this for a long time, and I caught a lot of heat for it too is if you want to be published, if you want to put yourself in a position where people are looking up to you, you should be required to wear a PFD. I know Jackson Kayak thankfully has a policy. If you're on the team and you want anything published, you must have a PFD on it. Uh, Jeff, you say you recently saw a vid where they recommended reaching over your boat whereas I thought you recommended reaching under to get your boat upright. That is correct. Um, you have to do which way works best for you. Um, for, for riding your kayak, I prefer reaching under the boat and let me hide that. So I can show this a little bit. You reach under your kayak and grab a strap or something on the, or handle on the far side, pull and push the boat over away from you. The reason being is I've seen too many people go over the kayak and pull the kayak back. And then the kayak comes back down and hits them in the head. Um, I had, uh, I was, during one of my surf classes, I had somebody do that. I told them how to do it my way and they wanted to do it their way. And they kind the came back and hit him in the forehead and just split his forehead open because you know, there might be a, a handle there or a pop rivet. You know, it can cut you anything like that. You know, head wounds always bleed like a stuck pig. So, um, bleeding out there in the salt water is, is not real cool. Um, but I, um, I really like the, uh, the reach under and push it. I think, um I think Hobie has the same policy as well. Um as wearing, you know, you must have a PFD on to be published in any of their stuff. But I mean, I don't know, I know there's the actual owner manufacturer of a kayak um out there that never wears a PFD. And, you know, posts pictures of himself in the kayak that he's selling not wearing a PFD. And and it to me that's irresponsible. And whatever position you're in, like I said, if you're, if you're setting yourself up where people are looking up to you and and don't think that people don't look up to you. Even if you're just that guy who happens to be going to the beach all the time and kayak fishing all the time, and you're not trying to do anything about it. These other people who come up and may see you and see you going out there and see you coming back with fish and you never have a PFD on and your posts in, you know, on some forum or just your personal pages, you know, we're not wearing a PFD may be fine for you. I I, I still think everybody should always wear them no matter what your skill level is. But that person who's looking up to you may not have those same skills and same abilities and same health and physical abilities. Um, you know, it, it's just, you have to think that everybody is looking up to you and you should always wear one. I mean, like I said, it's just, it's so frustrating when I keep seeing this over and over and over. And, you know, like I said, we, we sink, (laughs) you know? Um, No, man, I, I, I'm here to be put on the spot. I don't mind being put on the spot. And like I said, I wouldn't mind hearing somebody else who wanted to argue any of these points. Um, Yeah, no, no PFD and sub ads. I will say though, a lot of times with the sufs sup, stuff um oftentimes they're wearing a waist belt uh inflatable pfd so not always but a lot of times they are wearing a waist belt which is harder to see uh again not my first choice of a personal flotation device but it's something you know it, it's something to hold on to uh if you go in that water and you need to be in that water for a while waiting for somebody to help you um yeah don't leave land without wearing it jay um you know it, it's I said, I mean, I've heard people say they don't wear a PFD because if it's a boat, if a boat is coming, they want to be able to dive under it. You know, you know, I just don't buy that stuff. You know, that is so much the exception. Um, I've been out in La Jolla and and the reality is like I said, there's so much more boat traffic and kayak traffic and I feel bad for the boat. I mean, I'm a boater. I have a boat. Uh, My wife and I have a boat (laughs) Um, and, you know, kayaks become an obstacle course. And, you know, you you veer off from one and then there's another one. Um, I mean, I I, I told this story uh, not long ago where we went out on a, a relatively foggy day in our boat and there was three of us on board scanning and we were in La Jolla, so I knew to go slow. I knew there's always kayakers there. And all of a sudden, like three kayaks just appear out of the fog none of them wearing PFDs. They're all in like gray colored kayaks, which I like dull kayaks too. Um, no PFDs, dull kayaks, no headlights, no lights on the kayak. They they were, um, <laughs> my wife, I have a boat I let you use. And this is true. It's my wife's name on the boat. And uh, we love that boat so and you know we we have pfds on the boat um if it's rough anything like that we wear our pfds um you know for the most part i don't wear it when i'm on the boat but i do have them right there and you know as the law says and if it it does get snotty then it goes on uh when i had a smaller boat uh we wore our pfds while on that small boat all the time it's you just i mean you just never know what's going to happen And that's what I, I, you just have to try to get across to everybody. You never know. It's not, the PFD is not for that time where you purposely jump in the water. You know, it, it, the PFD is for the times things unexpectedly happen. I have been in my kayak in La Jolla and had a thresher shark free jump over the bow of my kayak. Now, if that had hit me, hit my head, hit my body, I for sure would have gone in the water and God knows, you know, how injured I might've been. Um, you know, things you just never know. Um, Michael, what's a good lighting system format on a kayak? The main thing is having one that's higher than your head and can be seen from 360. So like if I'm out in the dark, I'll have my kayak light on the back of my kayak and then I'll have a headlight on so I can move that around and see and everything else. You know, the the thing is The requirements on a kayak are not like a boat. You only have to have a light. So a headlight is acceptable. More importantly, though, if you have something that's tall enough and, like I said, needs to be seen from a 360, Yak Attack makes the uh, VisiCarbon pole, has a bright light and a flag on it. And And I'll tell you honestly, it makes it a lot easier to see people. Yeah, as my wife says, uh, that foggy day was very scary and eye-opening how the kayaks couldn't be seen until you were right on them. To me, being a kayaker for so many years and then being a boater and going out there, it really was eye-opening to see how invisible we are. And you add a little bit of a swell and you're dropping into troughs, we are invisible. You know, and you're going to go in the water like that if a boat hits you, you know, and you may have to bail out. Just like I mean, I'm sure you've all seen that video of the of the people in their boat when that yacht comes by at full speed and runs right over them and they all had to bail out. Um, you know, that's how things happen. Things happen in a hurry. It, that's why I, I reiterate this so much. It's, it's not, you know, oh, well, I'm a good swimmer. I can jump off my kayak and swim. That's not it's not for those times. It, it's for the times in, in unexpected things happen. Um, for a pro angler and slightly heavier guy, what's your recommendation? Also, should I buy a used or new PFD? It's not comfortable on I have an old life jacket it's not comfortable. But the main thing is Michael is to go try some on because they all fit differently you know see what one does fit you. You know I'd have a hard time recommending a particular one. I mean I use Cocatat the Cocatat Leviathan is their newest one and they come for plenty big guys. Um, look at Chad Hoover, um, you know, Chad Hoover, I'm not small. I mean, I'm 200, I've lost weight. <laughs> I've lost 10 pounds, but um, I'm I'm at 224 right now. Um, and Chad's considerably heavier and he wears a PFD every time he's out on the water. And I think he's probably pushing 300 pounds so um you know bigger guy maybe he can give you some advice on a pfd for the bigger guy but i know coconut has them as well i just you know i said you just have to go out there go to a a good shop that has a lot of different ones so you can try on the different models and see what and if you can try it on and sit in your kayak at the same time and i'll tell you this once you get used it may it might take you a few trips to get used to wearing one i mean Granted, I mean, they aren't the most comfortable thing in the world. It's not like wearing a T-shirt. But once you get used to having one on like I am, you start to feel weird if you get on your kayak without one. Uh, Definite recommendations, though, is always wear it snug. I'll see people wear the thing really loose. I mean, if you want to look at, I mean, I almost drowned on the Ottawa River. I was wearing a PFD, but I was wearing it way too loose because I borrowed somebody else's. And I went in the water and the PFD came up over my head. Um, You want the PFD to be nice and snug. So it moves with your body. It's not chafing against you or anything like that. If you go in the water, it doesn't raise up. Uh, What I say is you want the PFD to move with you. You don't want to move inside the PFD. So like when I put on my PFD, I have to literally kind of squeeze it together. You know, and suck in and squeeze that thing together to get it on and it's really tight. But once it's that tight, and I start moving, it's moving with me. It's much more comfortable. You don't get any chafing or anything like that. Uh, motorboat bass professionals are required to wear a PFD while they speed from location to the next while fishing for bass and under power for the trolling motor. Uh, while under power, the trolling motor can remove the PFD. Yeah. But you know what? Some of these PFDs are particularly like the horse collars. You know, if you're in a cold water situation, uh, you, well, God knows, we've still seen enough of a bill dance falling off his boat. I think I would continue to wear one. <laughs> you know, if you're in a boat that has no gunnel to lean into, um, particularly in any kind of cold water situations, you know, if they're not they're not intrusive. They're not cumbersome. There's no reason not to wear one. Uh, Jeanette, in addition to having my 360 white light on my boat at night, I throw a lighted flashlight or two in the hull. May- makes my kayak really show up while crossing. You know what, Jeanette, that is an awesome uh, point. I used to have the old, uh, you know, lime green kayak. That was kind of standard cover uh, color with ocean kayak. Uh, Lime green scupper pro. And I would throw a light in that and my kayak, you know, flashlight, and my kayak looked like a giant glow stick. So yeah, if you have particularly the lighter colored boats, but if you throw a light inside your boat at night, it makes the whole thing light up. Um, I don't know how well it works with the really dark colors, but those lighter color boats, it's amazing. And That's a very good point, Jeanette. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, Jeff. Oh, I actually, I missed it there. Where'd it go? Uh, Jeff, for Michael, I weigh 300 pounds and my first PFD was a $40 model from the world's most foremost outfitter. When I rolled my canoe a few years ago, it floated me just fine. You know, better something than nothing. I mean, it might... Be the one that's uh, the cheap one that fits you best. It might be the expensive one that fits you best, uh, but try them on. You know, people will say he's like the, the CO2 that I use is is one of the more expensive PFDs because you have the flotation and the inflation. So you know you have those double features. So it does rise up the cost. But even you know at three hundred dollars, if that's what it was, and it's not. I'm just throwing out a number. I think my wife would say that my life is worth $300. I think my kids would say that. And I say the same thing about like VHF radios. People, well, God, that $200 radio is really expensive. Well, how much is your life worth? You know, uh, being able to contact people in other boats to help you. You know how much is that worth having having a radio that's going to work when you need it how much is your life worth so always weigh that and if you need to justify it to a spouse that's always a good way to put it if she says well that 150 dollars pfds is a bit much and you just kind of but honey all right aren't aren't i worth that wink wink blink blink um i think my you know i think my wife would say i'm worth that um we've been married 31 years so i'm pretty sure she would um Michael Glum just had Bassmasters here on Travis pro hit dock and fell off boat into water under troll. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you never think things are going to go wrong. You know, that's the thing is you, you don't think things are going to go wrong. And, um, I, you know, I just keep reiterating that. And I mean, if I can go back in the news, I mean I could share stories after stories of things have gone wrong with people. Um, and, You know, like I said, I I don't want to scare people, but uh, maybe maybe scaring people is the right way to go. Maybe that'll start getting them doing it. But I'd rather people just do it to try to set an example and to um, take that stress off your family. Um, You know, if they get the report that you're missing out on your kayak and they know you never wear a PFD. You know, they're going to have the worst of thoughts if they know that you always wear your PFD. They're going to still have hope for you if you've gone in the water and somebody's looking for you. Um, Jason Burnett's uh, love the point regarding DHF radios. Thanks, man. Uh, In Florida, I believe that if you have a self-inflating PFD, you're required to wear it by law. It can't be stowed. Yeah. I don't know the laws in different places. I know at least here in California, you are just required to have a PFD. Um, But like I said, Get one that's comfortable and you will wear it. No, oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, Martin, depends on how much your life impo- life insurance policy is. <laughs> are you worth more dead than alive? <laughs> and my wife says she's just kidding. Um, hey Daniel, how are you, man? Uh, Richard, it's amazing how many people get upset when you talk to them about wearing a PFD. You know, I do it a lot on the show and, you know, I end every show with, you know, saying wear your PFD and I do talk about it a lot. I I generally I'm kind of over the approaching anybody on the water about it, you know, because then they just think I'm being a jerk. Um, And I got enough people think I'm a jerk already. So for yelling at them for having their paddle upside down. (laughs) Um, you know, like I said, Hector from Paraguay? Wow, that is so cool. Thanks for joining us, Hector. Um, I, I imagine you mean common sense, not common sense. <laughs> Just wear it. Save your life. You know, like I said, if, if you don't care about your life, if, if, it, if that part doesn't matter to you, um, think about your family. Think about the people who care about you. And if you've got none of them, well, think about the people who have to go out searching for you. Uh, the danger you're putting other people in. Uh, Stefan, how are you? From Massachusetts. Awesome. You know, and these things, these points are... Even more important when you talk about cold water states, you know, in California, the water does get pretty chilly, particularly in the winter. I mean, right now it's, it's still in the low sixties. Uh, you're gonna get hypothermia in 60 degree water. Um, in colder water, it's even worse. So having the right clothing, you know, whether you're in an area where you need uh, lightweight, breathable waders or whether you need the dry suit, uh, you know, always wearing the proper clothing, uh, as we say, dressed to swim, rigged to flip. Uh, you know, people are demoning kayaks at kayak dealers before they... Oh, demoing. Um, can't read. Or uh, perhaps bring up the opportunity to the kayak shop. Well, you know, the thing is with kayak shops, it, it's, it's an extra sale for them. So, you know, they should almost be insisting on selling it or, or putting it in a package um, that a PFD comes with the kayak. You know, just add it into the price and... You know, maybe that would do it. I don't know. Um, I promised my wife I would always wear it, and i do. Just a smart thing to do. And I did the same thing. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you look back from years and years ago, I mean, there's plenty of pictures of me without a PFD on. You know, when I was younger and, as I say, you know, bulletproof. Uh, I, I. But there wasn't the prevalence uh, of, of what we see. There weren't as many kayakers on the water. Uh, there, there wasn't the news out there. I didn't know about, you know, how many people do die doing this. Um, you know, so that's where, when I started guiding, especially, uh, that's when I really said to myself, okay, I need to set an example to my clients. So I wear a PFD every time we're on the water. Um, so, I said it's very rare and it's happened. I mean, we did a trip to, we get called out and out on it all the time. We did a trip to Panama and all our stuff was shipped down there. Everything arrived except our PFDs. Well, I certainly wasn't going to just not fish um, because our PFDs didn't arrive. We had a uh, support boat, a camera boat with us anyway. So we did run into trouble. At least we had the boat there, you know, keeping an eye on us, but you know, so yeah, it happens. You know, but the main thing is make it the uh the rule that you wear it not the exception don't go oh well it's looking a little snotty out today i think i'll wear it it should be wearing it every single time and if it's looking a little snotty out there today maybe that's not the day to go out you know like i like i've said over and over there's always another day to go fishing there's always another day you know i don't care how good the fishing is out there if the conditions are beyond your skill level and the weather is predicted to not be great and getting worse. um, Don't go out. My my daughter actually lives in New York right now. And she was telling me last week they had a a pretty good storm. And I mean, it was reported that there was going to be storms and this family went out on their kayaks and had to be rescued because they went out anyway. You know, I said, there's always another day to go do it. You know, why put yourself and then those rescuers in danger? That's, that's the thing, you know, I said, look out for your family and look out for your, uh, yourself and, um, think about, think about the people who, who put their lives in danger every day, having to go out and save knuckleheads. Um, I live right by, uh, Cowles mountain here in San Diego. Um, and during the summer, particularly. At least every other day, there's a helicopter up there doing a rescue because people just go out there like in the middle of the day, the hottest day and decide that's the day they're going to go for a hike up a three mile hill. And then next thing we hear is a helicopter going and, and airlifting them off the top. Um, and I mean, that's, yeah, as my wife says, it's, it's expensive. Think about the tax dollars, you know, um, <laughs> or I don't even know if the tax dollars covered if you have to cover it yourself, like, you know, ambulance fees. Um You know, because they put themselves in a position, the same people that, you know, it's a hundred degrees out. They decide to go up there with their dog and then the dog dies. You know, it's like common sense people, you know, that's sometimes the main thing. And, you know, like I said, don't just think about yourself. You know, every time there's a, a rescue with that helicopter out up there, I think about, you know, and there's a guy dangling from that helicopter being lowered down to somebody. I think about those people. Um, you know, the, the danger they're putting themselves in every time they have to take that helicopter up and get dangled from it. So, I mean, as you can tell, and and I'm sure if you guys have followed me at all, you know, I'm very passionate on this subject and the guy, the poor guy who died on Saturday in Texas, you know, I feel so bad for his family. Um, but I mean, I've literally had situations like this where I've made comments after somebody passed away. Um, and people call me out on it for, for being insensitive. And I don't think I'm being insensitive. I think I'm just saying, you know, let's all try to learn a lesson from this. It doesn't need to keep happening, but then it keeps happening. So where do we go? I mean, what are your guys thoughts? Should, should there be a law to wear a PFD? I don't think there should be. I think the law should be your own common sense. Um, you know, I, I think that I, I would hate to see more legislation um but if if like I said they legislate seat belts they legislate a lot of things speed limits and everything else you know people have to be protected because they can't seem to protect themselves in Sweden the polar bears just went away uh, <laughs> um yeah that, I although I, I've been to Sweden twice the water is very very cold um yeah, you, you can't fix stupid. Um, and common sense is not common. Um, and yeah, Martin, no law we have is enough as it is. Stupid people will always find a way to be stupid. Um, and, you know, the whole Darwin thing, you know. Um, but like I said, that's why I don't think about the people, because they're the knuckleheads who go out and do it. Uh, I think about their families, you know, their wife, their parents, their kids, whatever the case may be. And like I said, there are so many options in PFDs. And though I'm not ai a, like said, I'm not big on just the horse collar inflatables. Um, that's not my first choice, but it's something, you know, it is something and it, it, it could, save your life um i would say stay away from the auto inflates (laughs) i actually had a client with me who had an auto inflate once and uh, a big wave hit him and it blew up in his face Um, it was actually quite comical at the time but um you know so but like i said if you're in the place that you're saying it's so hot that you can't wear a pfd you know like I said, the, the horse collar inflatable, you can't tell me that's too hot. You cannot tell me that's too hot to wear and they're, they they can not be uncomfortable. There's nothing to them. Um, yeah, it sucks for their families, Martin. Um, but it's their choice. I don't know if I, it is, but I still, I feel for them. Um, and yeah, auto inflates are not reliable. They do have to be serviced. Um, that's why like i said that's why i wear the co2 because it is that hybrid uh, it's not an auto inflate it's a manual inflate i can pull the tab i can fill it up manually with my mouth but it has inherent flotation and that's why i love it um and then but it doesn't have the bulk of a you know a fishing pfd you know and, and that's why i always do the fishing pfd because basically that just means it's got a whole bunch of pockets, which I don't need because I got tackle boxes and I got all kinds of stuff. Yes, Martin, I call BS on it's too hot. Like I said, you're hot in Arizona. I mean, I've done, I mean, I've done the Amazon. I've, I've done Panama where it's not only hot, it's ridiculously humid and I still wear a PFD. Um, Harmony. It's so unfair to family members and search and rescue people to have to risk their lives to search because you make a bad choice. That's very true. Not that it matters, but was this person a novice? Hey, Aaron, good. To, thanks for joining us, man. Um, I, You know, I don't know. I don't know that it was really any details. I mean, he had his own kayak. Um, it looked like he had it rigged. I mean, you see there's pictures on there. It looks like it had it rigged with rod holders and a crate and everything else. So I don't know. Like I said, we, we don't know the situation. It may have been a medical emergency. He was uh, in his 50s. You know, us old guys, our hearts can go. Uh, it may have been something like that it may have been the fact he may have gone in the water and not known how to self rescue I, I you know who knows what the what happened but like i said it was a medical emergency at least he had the pfd on people would have had a chance to get to him you know if you're struggling with a heart condition and you're in the water you're probably not able to swim too well or to self rescue you know so you have that that chance uh, yeah, I don't know how the, P- I don't know how much the CO2 costs, but it is my favorite PFD. Like I said, it, it's just r- ridiculously comfortable. Um, there are probably more breathable, but I like the fact that it's just not bulky. You know, it, it doesn't interfere with my paddling. I find some of the, um, fishing PFDs because they get all these pockets, they get so bulky when you're reaching your rod around your body, the butt kind of catches on your body or catches on the PFD, I should say. So I have to reach out farther. So with the CO2, again, it's a little lower profile. I can bring it around in much closer in it. So it's just, just much more comfortable. Well, I'm just looking at this guys. We have 131 comments on here. I am so stoked by that. And I I really, um, I really uh, enjoy the conversation and the support. Um, Yeah, Briggs there, uh, novice or experienced things happen. And that's what I keep saying, things happen. Things can go wrong in a hurry. Again, watch that video. Look it up on YouTube. Kayak angler hit by boat. uh, And you'll see. It's nothing gruesome. Nothing bad happens. But he gets hit by a boat like that before he realizes it's there. Uh, Long story short, he was anchored in a river and a tinny came around a blind corner and just sideswiped him. Uh, He didn't go in the water. I think his paddle went floating away. Some gear went floating away. But he got hit. You know, if he'd been hit in the head, if anything like that had happened, I mean, it could have been much worse. And things like that happen all too often. And I know, um, you know, I've had run-ins. I had a guy in a fairly large boat purposely uh, try to swamp me and a client um, just being a jerk. You know, there's those people out there, too. So, you know, there's those people who run their big boats on autopilot and they're watching trolling lines rather than watching where they're going i mean i've seen pictures of kayaks that have been ribboned by a propeller i mean just it just ribboned down the length of it um you know i said it, it those are the things you need to be prepared for those are the things those are the reasons you wear the pfd it's for the unexpected and the unexpected can affect anybody it doesn't matter what your experience is and and that's the point i always try to get to people and um really drive home that we are all setting an example, no matter what level you're at, you're, you're setting an example for somebody else who's watching you. And if they see you going out without a PFD on, they think that's the way you do it. And they think that's the safe way to do it. Um, and, you know, I've, God knows I've had plenty of arguments, you know, the, the Pacific warrior guys, you know, they're great anglers, great watermen, probably some of the best watermen out there. But my issue with him has always just been, you know, that I want, I prefer that they set a good example, you know, um, for the because you know they are catching big fish and they are, um, they are setting themselves up in a position to be looked up to, and though they're great anglers and everything else, I wish, I wish they would try to do that. That's that's my only issue. There is, I just wish they would try to set an example for the people who look up to them. Um, other than that, like I said, good guys, I've talked to, to many of them and, and I respect what they do, kayak angling, you know, for the big fish, the incredible fish they get, uh, and their skills. But, uh, like I said, so many people look up to them, uh, that I wish they would do that one thing and set that one example by wearing a PFD when they're out there. Um, because again, it's all about, it doesn't matter what your skill levels are. It's what that person who's looking up to you, what their skill level is. Because somebody could watch me and they could watch me how I handle my kayak in the surf zone. And, you know, I mean, I'm fairly good at surfing my kayaks. I've been doing it a very, very long time. And they could watch me and think, oh, that's easy. And I can go out there and do it with all my fishing gear on there Uh, or launch and land a kayak through without ever learning how to do it properly. You know, again, it's all about knowing those skills and having that proper equipment uh not one person on here has been against wearing a pfd but the deaths keep happening from people not using pfds it's very frustrating yeah russ sean you're right and you know like i said maybe the people that are uh, anti-pfd or say i can do whatever i want you know maybe they don't want to come on here maybe um because they know i'm so passionate about it um but believe me if you post a question on a lot of forums and or, or i make a comment on a lot of forums people will um people will come back you know and say well you can't tell me what to do i you know i don't need it it's too hot yada 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 they'll have a lot of excuses and like i said my biggest thing and i and i used to push for the whole thing when the kayak angler magazines and and kayak fish magazine was out that they shouldn't publish photos of kayak anglers without pfds on and i got a ton of pushback on that um but it's still my opinion. And I, and, and I think that's the way it should be Aaron. I'm going to read this one. I can't put it up. It's, I think it's too long. It'll take up the whole screen. So Aaron from, uh, one of our, uh, Jackson kayak team members, right? I agree. I've seen too many of my friends who like to cabru or who are new to kayaks, not understand the power of water or not respect it. Just saw a kayaker in West Virginia go over a low head Tam. Oh man. And those things are very dangerous. And have to be rescued even in docile situations can you find yourself in a very bad situation Uh, i flipped my kayak in ohio in february and almost been hit by a big freighter on erie both times the situation was under control but both went very bad very quickly always need to take necessary precautions just in case say same reason i put hook cutters and a knife in my gear um Aaron, good point there. And I honestly, I always carried bolt cutters with me and I had to use them on my last trip uh, to the Bahamas. I had a um, jack and you've all seen me. I tend to put my feet in the water and I had a jack on there and all of a sudden he darted, changed positions and put one of the trebles into the back of my foot while it was connected to him. So I was able to reach behind me, grab my bolt cutters and cut it off. Uh, So Yeah, bolt cutters is another safety tool that if you're kayak fishing, you should always have. Uh, Some kind of pliers that, lineman's pliers or bolt cutters, if you're your saltwater guys uh, with the bigger hooks, something like that to always be able to cut those things away. Uh, Craig Miller, like having the storage ability of a fishing PFD. uh, Can't imagine being comfortable leaving shore without one. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Craig, is that is that my friend, Craig Miller? I don't know if there's another Craig Miller. Is that Craig Miller from uh, Denver? I can't tell by the little picture, and I can't see. Um, Craig is a long... If it is the same Craig, he's a longtime client of mine uh, from when we were doing guided trips down in Baja. Um, Craig, my daughter may be moving to Denver, <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to have her uh, look you up. Um, yeah, see, it's all different. That's what I said. That's why I, I personally have generally before the CO2, I was almost always wearing a whitewater PFD. I never needed all the po- pockets because I have, you know, cause I got a tackle box behind me. I got storage right in front of me. So I never really, other than having my VHF radio on the PFD, I didn't like having the bulk of all the um, pockets. But, you know, like I said, I know guys who love having the pockets. That's why there's so many different ones out there that you can find one. Yep. Cool, Craig. I'm glad you joined me here, man. I haven't talked to you in a while since uh, I don't care about the Chargers anymore. We, we don't have anything to banter about the Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, Cabru, casual floater while drinking. Don't advocate <laughs> Don't advocate this, but see it. Hey, you guys know that I am a drinker. I mean, I these shows are brought to you um, by, well, let's even show it. Where is it? Here we go brought to you by ballast point brewing company <laughs> i love beer you will rarely rarely if ever see me out on my kayak drinking ever i'll have plenty of beers when i get home cleaning up gear cleaning fish but i never drink on the water um maybe if out of my out of my boat where we've got a few people i might have one beer um i i don't drink on the water kayaking mainly because obviously it is a depressant if uh the conditions go sideways i need all my wits about me and my paddle ability and my paddle strength to get back so uh yeah, i i definitely say leave the beers on the beach have them while you're at home cleaning up not while you're out paddling <laughs> my, my pfd is my second office i said i know a lot of people who do that they have so much in their pfd and and for me, it's just never been my thing. I, like I said, I, I just don't like having a lot of stuff in there. I, I like having the one thing for my radio, and then maybe I can have my small camera in there as well. Other than that, oh, and the safety whistle. Uh, other than that, I, I don't like anything in my pockets on my PFD. Uh, Sean's never been fishing saltwater, but I see you hanging your feet off the kayak. Do you not like your feet? <laughs> Well, I I do hear those comments a lot. Um, You know, the thing is, what's what's funny is I get these comments a lot. You know, I've been surfing, although I haven't surfed in a while, quite a while. Uh, You know, I grew up surfing and my feet were always in the water. Why was it no issue when I was doing that one then versus when I'm fishing? Yeah, I know there's a little bit of blood around and all that. I just don't have the fear of sharks. Um, I do. Where'd it go? Oh, it's in the hall. Got a brand new shark shield today. So for those sharkers, I do have the shark shield and I am a big believer in it. Um, I keep my smokes and my keys in my PFT. That's it. Well, see, I don't even have that. I don't smoke. <laughs> Thankfully, that's an addiction I never came up with. Uh, phone is tethered inside. Yeah, my like I said, I, my, my phone slash anymore camera Um is in my pocket and it's in a, uh, I used to keep them in a life proof case. And, um, now because the phones are basically waterproof anymore, I I don't keep it in a life proof case. I do have it in a case to protect it from getting beaten up, beat up. Should be tethered because obviously they sink like a stone. I was with, uh, when we were in Florida, our buddy Brooks Beatty dropped his, and we just watched it sink and, uh, there was nothing we could do about it. So that was a big pain. Sharks don't bother for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I've had issues with sharks. So that's why I have the shark shield. Um, I'm not going to say they're not a problem, uh, but it's more of a nuisance thing. Um, you know, I've had them come up and just swimming around the boat. And it's just a little unnerving. And then the other issues, like I've always said, is when you're landing a fish, uh, you could run into trouble uh, having a. Well, if you've seen the video of the. Uh, and this is the one I get the most negative comments on that people say they wish I died and stuff uh, is the video of the shark grabbing the yellowtail out of my hand in New Zealand. Um, it, we, we've got a lot of heat on that one. So, uh, that's, that was well before we were using shark shields. Uh, but that's why I like having the shark shields. I don't have to deal with a shark at boat side. Um, yeah. So, That was kind of our rant for the day, I guess. We've actually, this thing went a little, I I didn't think I'd be talking on this for an hour, but I'm happy to. And I'm glad that everybody joined me. Um, Just spread the word, set an example, please. You know, like I said, we don't want this happening to any of you guys or your families have to deal with this, you know, or any of your friends. So just always spread the word, you know, and if you can do it in as nice, a way and is non condescending to people. Maybe you can actually approach them about it on the water. Like I said, uh, I kind of stopped doing that because people the the pushback from people oftentimes was not great. Uh, they think you're you know trying to be bigger than them. But uh, you know, like I said just spread the word and more importantly set an example for everybody. So you know what, we'll wrap this thing up. Just remember when you're going on the water, always wear your PFD and please keep your paddle right side up. You guys take care. And remember, we will be back here this Friday with Luther and John from Yak Attack. Take care.